I'm Laura. And I'm Sasha. Welcome to our podcast. Portals is a show about the strange experience of being human. We're interested in looking at the ways our particular mammal brains see and interact with the world around us. In Portals, we explore the ways we weave loss into life. We'll be talking together and with guests about four main themes, portals, feelings, loss, and trust. We're glad you're here. Welcome. We'd love to have you come look out at the world with us. listening audience Sasha and I lived together when we were in high school we shared a house and um there's all kinds of shenanigans that made that possible yeah we met 30 years ago and we moved in shortly thereafter and lived together for three years which was great Mm -hmm. in so many different ways on so many different levels Mm -hmm. we both moved around a lot before high school um and I was not a person who had an easy time with fitting in. I, I had a varying degrees of not easy time. Um, and my strategy was always to, to have a a strategy. (laughs) My strategy was to have a strategy. Like I was always watching to try to figure out what the, Mm -hmm. like what other people were doing that was successful and what they were doing that was unsuccessful. Mm And, you know, I was trying to figure out how to fit myself in. Um, But I didn't, and I didn't have anyone, I'm an only child, so I didn't have siblings to watch. Mm -hmm. I was doing, I think, an okay job given how bad I was at it, (laughs) Um, but it was awkward, super awkward. And when we moved in together, Mm -hmm. I suddenly had this like live-in model, like this (laughs) full-time live-in model of how to be a social human. Mm. And you were so good at it. Yeah, I I was and am quite social. (laughs) which is why quarantine is so brutal for me, <laughs> but it, it is what it is. Yes. Yes. And you did it effort. Like you didn't, it wasn't that you were good. You weren't doing it. Like I was doing it. Like you weren't playing a game or like, mm-hmm. what is the phrase about a system fixing oh, a system, uh-huh. right. gaming a system. Mm-hmm. You weren't gaming the system. You were just existing. It, to me, it felt like mm-hmm. you were just existing and all people were just like, just like embraced your existence. Like, and then embraced each other in your presence. Like, it was crazy to me. I just, it was crazy for me. I know we've talked about this before. And the, I, I know um, the way I've thought about it is when, when you are a careful watcher um, and observer of the world around you, and then you see someone just go through the world without seeming, you know, um, be taking that effort and then be okay. It can be like, wow, how is that happening? Um, I, as a mother, I see that, you know, playing out in different degrees with my children. And it's interesting watching how they respond to the world and the issues that they have and, um, the people they gravitate towards. And I know that that was true for us. Um, and I didn't realize that at the time that this was, so impactful (laughs) to you. Yeah. It was stunning. It was stunning for me to watch you do this thing without like, cause at, because I was operating under the assumption under the false belief that 
I was the same, like that my brain was the same, that everybody was doing what I was doing. They were just doing it way better. Mm, yeah. But even from the beginning, it was clear that you were doing, not doing the same thing I was doing. Like, and I, I did not understand it. I didn't understand it, but it was beautiful. And I wanted to uh, make it, make myself into its shape. I wanted to make, yeah. I was like, can I make that? from this? Can I fold <laughs> this or turn it or like shine parts of it and dim other parts? And like, can I unfold or like, I don't know what I have to do, but can I make that shape? Yeah. I wonder if I can make that shape. Like that looks good. However she's seeing the world, that's how I want. And how, and the way the world is seeing her, that's what I want. Mm -hmm. I felt like there was a through line. Like I was like, I kind of get it. Mm -hmm. I kind of get it. It wasn't so foreign that I didn't have a, like, I was like, no, I mm -hmm. can feel that. Mm -hmm. I can feel the way you're shaking mm -hmm. inside of me. I get that shaking. Like your shaking makes sense. It's not how I'm doing it. Right. Well, you know, it makes me think a little bit and tell me if this resonates with you. It's like you're, you're looking out one window. Maybe your room only has one window and you see the world and you observe what you observe because that's the window you have. And um, you grow up knowing everyone has their window, but you don't know necessarily that some people are maybe facing west and they get these beautiful sunset. There's a lot of variations to their view. Um, but when you have, I think, you, that through line, I'm curious what you, if you could expand more on what you mean by the through line, because to me what that means is not only understanding other people have their own perspective, but then starting to see a little bit through their window, through their portal mm -hmm. and understand how then they maybe operate in the world and how, what, what that's like for them and how that through line helps you get there. And what that's, is that, is that a certain affinity or vulnerability or um, comfort or safety that you feel with certain people that you can do that? Cause uh, yeah. What do you, what do you think with regard to through line? Mm. Well, I think in our case, for me, because I'm so primarily kinesthetic, mm -hmm. it really is literally vibration. I'm looking at you mm -hmm. and I'm seeing what the, whatever it is out the window is doing in your body and it, and liking it or hate or not liking it. And then if it seems, yeah, my window, it's like my window opens up to you. <laughs> your window opens up to like the I'm Rocky sorry Mountains. sorry for you. <laughs> my, my window opens up to you. <laughs> Has it been entertaining enough? <laughs> well, it's kind of, it has a substance. <laughs> okay. Uh... In the high school, I was still trying to piece the whole thing together. Like I didn't have this overview that we're talking about right now that like about how everybody. Mm -hmm. Sure. No. So I was, I was just, I was just watching you sort of like shaking however you shook and, and seeing how, like, I don't know, it was beautiful to watch and then trying to catch mm -hmm. the frequency and mirror it in my body. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I just, I just thought that we could do that. Mm -hmm. I just thought anyone could do that. I thought like, that's the thing that I had been practicing. And I thought that's what we could all do. We could all just mm -hmm. look at each other and, you know, like, yeah. What's well, like mirror neurons, right? Um, where you, it's it's almost um, we tend to mimic someone's facial expressions, you know. And like if someone smiles, we smile. And I think that there's a certain yeah. uh, physiological impulse to to like be like and, and to assimilate and yeah. share that. Yeah, yeah, to take it in, absorb yeah. that energy. Mm -hmm. 
Like, what is it that you're doing? Can I feel it? Totally. And in the high school, um, one of the things that you did is thing where you would mm -hmm. be looking out the window and we would be talking, we'd be engaged in something and you'd be looking out the window and then you would go quiet mm -hmm. and like, and it wasn't just that you went quiet. It's that your shaking completely changed. It's like, it went from many random, like, uh -huh. to just, just like, um, steady, pulsing, quiet. It's like your whole cadence, your whole internal cadence. Like you could, Shifted. I could see it change. Like the sound you made just completely would shift for just a few minutes. <laughs> and then you would notice me uh -huh. again. And then it would start to come back online. And you, and usually you'd be like, <laughs> you know, I could see in your face that you were like, oh, you're still here. <laughs> and, then, mm -hmm. and then you'd say, but it wasn't unwelcome. You were like, oh, it's you. Huh. And then you would say something like, mm -hmm. Jays are gorgeous birds. And, and then, mm -hmm. and and I was like, mm -hmm. that's fantastic. I'll do that. Yeah. Like, I want to do that too. Mm -hmm. And I thought I could figure out how to do it. I was like, and I, and in fact, I did figure out how to do yeah. it because I understood what it was, you know, that, that pattern. It was like, for a moment, your brain was just like, mm -hmm. I'm not a part of all of this mm -hmm. skittering. I'm just pulsing, pulsing. And then there was sensory. It was, then it was like, mm -hmm. and I'm having a sensory experience and I'm translating that into words. Yeah. It was like the whole thing that we're all doing all the time got slowed way mm -hmm. down and broken out into component pieces and then slowly reintegrated and then you are back in the world. And it made me, A, realize that mm -hmm. what we're doing is component pieces, you know, that, that yeah. it made me be able to see each of the component pieces of what is always happening inside. And B, it made me imagine that it was one option was to do that, was to intentionally just... Mm -hmm let them drop out until you just had one. And so I practiced it and practiced it because I, I figured I could make your reality my reality. And only, and then it turned out. <laughs> yes, but it was very different than what we understood because I was having absence, petty mal seizures. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. And yes. And actually, you, if you were picking up a kind of neurological changes, I was definitely having them. Um, and it was an interesting experience for me too, because um, I've described it a few different ways, but it felt almost like the light switch. And it wouldn't, it's not like it went off because I actually would still sit there. It's not like I would totally like power down. I would still, if I was eating, I was still kind of sitting there chewing or whatever. If I was walking, I'd still be walking, but I, Mm -hmm. you're right it all went to the very basic like what I need to do to physically mm -hmm. function right now and then slowly come back online but it, the way I'd come back online was very uh a sensory kind of a way where it's like you say like oh it's so beautiful today or oh I, what a nice breeze and mm -hmm. and I I think I was fortunate to be in a situation where in general, that was met with kindness. Um, people did not give me a hard time for that. If anything, people like you seem to really enjoy <laughs> these sensory uh, non sequiturs or not even sensory, but just observational, Yeah, you know, uh, reorienting kind of like mm -hmm. moments that, because there's so much in our world now, but it's, but the, you know, even just back in, gosh, what? 90s um you know in in 
in in a high school ex world socially and and personally and you know that you're sorting so it was it was nice to just have it all fall away for a moment for a moment i'm just like an mm -hmm. animal just observing and mm -hmm. feeling mm -hmm. and then i'm like oh look here mm -hmm. you are and then we and then we mm -hmm. proceed mm -hmm. oh my god you know? and, it, and it's just for me it, it yeah So then you had a grandma seizure uh, when we were seniors, and then you were yes. Then and then you needed to be medicated because you can't have grandma seizures. Yes. Um, and did that make it go away? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. They they pretty much went away. It, um, it's interesting um, having epilepsy and thinking um, for a while. I really wanted it to be to to get rid of it, and and then I thought it was you know, and I had this at this point after having it and being aware I have it for almost 30 years, I, it's just something I live with and it's a part of me and I manage it and I kind of build my life a little bit around it. Um, but, uh, that there are some, some, I don't know if it's too Pollyannish to say, you know, some gifts with it or insights, but it did make me face some things and feel some things and notice things about myself in the world earlier on than maybe I would have otherwise. Well, and for me, it feels like, um, like, can you do that still? Because I don't know that, like, so for me, watching you do that with the fabric of reality in, in high school, watching you just slowly unravel it, watching your brain just be like, well, this is unnecessary, and this is unnecessary, and this is unnecessary, and then what made me realize that that was an option. Like my typically functioning electrical brain also can do that mm -hmm. because- reality isn't real. Reality is just what we perceive it to be. And your brain was doing this thing without your consent. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, which is a little bit how I felt. Um, I could not read. I couldn't hold attention for a long periods of time. It was very irritating in some ways, but um, <laughs> in other ways, it felt like um, I didn't carry around a lot of I feel like once I was medicated and I didn't have those interruptions, I had to work to like shut things down and process and like slow. Cause my brain would have this backlog of things. And I'm like, Whoa, how do you go through the life with all this stuff? Can we just like clear out? Like <laughs> I'm used to going through life where like occasionally you just like flush right. and like Shh. And I'm now just carrying this weight. Um, and I've had to relearn the, the gifts of that myself. And, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I mean, I think it would be, it's interesting how, you know, you observing me, me going through what I was going through, which I didn't even fully understand at the time allowed you to see into another way of being in the world that, um, and then you were able to take that, take the, the, what you was appealing and helpful to you into your own into your realm um, and incorporate it however you could. Um, going back to portals and this idea that, I mean, we all have preferences or things that scare us or things that bring us joy and how looking out one window or one portal or having one vantage point, one thing could bring someone joy and it could bring someone else, you know, fear. And um, how it also is a reminder that reality is constructed and that it really depends on your view. Mm -hmm. It depends on your circumstances. Yeah. Well, and I, 
Yes. And I think that that is one of the things that I'm most interested in. Mm-hmm. Like in your, when we were in high school, your brain was doing things chemically that sh- shaped your reality mm-hmm. in a particular way. My brain was also doing things chemically that shaped my reality in a particular mm-hmm. way. And that is happening always. Yeah for each of our brain. But it doesn't mean that the reality the reality that your brain was offering you was not real. And the reality my brain was offering me was was also real. And or neither were real. And I think that my experience of you in high school, my our, my experience of us, that experience in high school sort of hmm. s- sort of made it mm-hmm. Because then I started looking for it everywhere. You know, like how are other people interfacing yeah. with reality? Mm-hmm in ways that I'm not interfacing with reality that to them feel like the truth, but I know are, and, and so they are. So do you feel like you were amassing portals? Like <laughs> you're kind of like, well, I'll have that one and that one too. <laughs> I was. And I think that we all are. I mean, I think that that is the, yes. I think that's a fascinating thing about um, yes. being, yeah. being a human is, that we are, and we can talk about it. Um, there's this quote I'd like to, there's this Oliver Sacks quote that I found mm-hmm. about um, perception. He says, every act of perception is to some degree an act of creation, which I like very much because of how, because sometimes it feels scary. The idea that we're not living in a solid reality, the idea that my reality is, mm-hmm. uh, r- that feels so real to me is maybe not, mm-hmm. isn't real, is um upsetting and the idea that I can't actually access your true reality like I can't because you're fabricating the world inside of your being I have no access to that I have no external access to that world it can feel cold and scary and like a thing to fight against and I think that but I think that thinking of it instead of thinking of it as a lie like I'm living inside of a lie that and I don't even know where the lie ends thinking about it as creation feels so much better. It does. I am I'm this like I'm yeah. I'm part of the constantly unfolding. Oh, absolutely. And I think it can be very I think some of the best things are both slightly frightening and empowering and affirming all at once. And again, it depends on my moment and where I'm at internally um when I reflect on it. However, it's upsetting. It can feel upsetting to want so desperately to truly know the experience someone else has, mm-hmm. but there's so much power in saying, I don't know. And that's, that's also okay. I know where I sit mm-hmm. and I know how things are here, but I want to learn and I want to be open. And I want to also appreciate that so much we, we have their space for creation and recreation here. Um, for me, it feels liberating to know there isn't a, that there may be truth in the aggregate of all of our mm-hmm. created realities. There may be some big swirling thing. I mean, there is some big swirling thing in which we're all um, participating and I can't see it. There's no way that I'm going to see all of it. My hole is just not big enough. And I even, even watching you look out your hole, like it's no. just, yeah, it's not enough. I'm not going to, I'm not going to see it all. Mm-hmm. It's not enough. And somehow for me, it feels like knowing that that's impossible. No stress. So then occupy. Right? So then why not just play yeah, in exactly. it? Exactly. Occupy your space. <laughs> play in your space. Um, yeah. Be fully who you are, where you are. Play with it. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and revel in it. Like, oh my God, look what I can see from. Mm-hmm. Like there's something very relieving to me about 
letting go of the idea that I'm going to come up, come up across the <laughs> ultimate. Oh, totally. You know, when I started grad school for sociology, I remember my theory professor saying the one we had to write a theory paper. And he said, the one theory that I'm not interested in hearing is like the theory of everything. Everyone wants to figure out the theory, the grand theory of everything. While I appreciate that you're interested, that's not what we're doing here. And, and, and I remember at the time, all of us were like, Oh, you know, but I'm like, yeah, I think so many of us were drawn to like, we're going to figure it out. Here we go. You know, like first year mm -hmm. grad student, I'm going to mm -hmm. do it. And you know what? <laughs> it was a reminder too, of like, there's a lot that we can discover and learn intellectually and emotionally mm -hmm. and sensorily. Mm -hmm. Um, but, you know, I think when we feel like we just need to expand and learn and grow more and just a little bit more work and then we'll know it all. It's like, I'm not going to, but I am going to deeply know this portal and I, I can be kind and welcoming and, and, mm -hmm. and be listening to other people talk about this. Yeah. And I just feel so grateful. So I guess, um, dear Sasha, thank you so much for having your particular like neurological landscape around my particular neurological landscape at that particular moment in time, because it really has allowed me to, to live in a way that feels sure. open in a way that feels, um, yeah. is it open it, in a way that feels like both open and also like saturated. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of fear of the big open spaces. Like I had a lot of existential fear as a, as a very young child. And I continued with my existential fear. I mean, sure. but I think that was the start of its transforming. Mm -hmm. That was a really big turning point for it. When I stopped having such a conviction, there was an answer and I just couldn't find it. <laughs> when I started to realize like, oh, it's, it's right. that there's not, it's that it's yeah. endless. Yeah. And I feel super grateful for it. Like, I don't know how else I would have come up. I mean, maybe there's some other way I would have. I did have dental <laughs> surgery in my 20s and I took Valium and it had a similar effect. So maybe that would have been the moment. <laughs> I'm like Valium as a friend. I love it. I love it. Um, well, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. to Will Lewis for editing and to Parsa Shanpur for his original scoring. If you would like to learn more about the work we do at the Portland Grief House, you can check us out at griefhouse.org and find and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. If you have a comment, question, or potential guest you'd like us to consider for a future episode, please reach out to us by email at info at griefhouse.org. Thanks so much for being here. See you next time.